Lafondra looking to get side of Fon. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello. Welcome to the Elm Park Rules podcast. Sponsored by Blue Collar Street Food and Phantom Brewing Co. I've uh, been joined today by Paul and Matt Lansley to discuss basically what has been one of the strangest, craziest weeks in an off-season that I can remember, Paul, for Reading. Yeah, it's been, um, been shit, hasn't it, Alex? I mean, I don't think there's any two ways around it. Is it? It's been dreadful. There is so yeah. much for us to talk about. So much. Yeah, so this podcast is essentially just going to be an update of the last week and as basically running for a timeline, Matt, and every single piece of news that has come out seemingly has been negative. Where, where, where do we even start? That's like, it's, yeah, I don't, I can't remember a week of Reading FC like, like this. It, it, and it was almost like every single piece of news that came out, it was worse and worse and worse, wasn't it? And it just culminated in the end of the end of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so go on, Paul. We've managed to cram in a year's worth of news into seven days, I'd say. <laughs> it's quite incredible. Yeah, it does feel like it's been an extremely long week. Um, and if you haven't, you know, if you've been on holiday or you haven't been paying attention necessarily to the news, it, it, there's been a lot. So hopefully this will kind of catch you up to date. We're, we're going to go back. We're, we're recording this for what it's worth because who knows with Reading, there might be some news while we're recording or later today. So we're recording this lunchtime on Saturday, the 17th of june who knows when you might listen to this given that it's the summer so um we're gonna go back a week to the 10th of june one or so yeah 10th of june saturday the 10th of june things were relatively calm at this point matt um the rumors of us appointing a manager were still kind of persisting and at that point the major rumor for manager was chris wilder it seemed like from the majority of the rumours that were out there that he'd been offered the job and that either he or Reading were deliberating and trying to come to a decision still, but nothing had been fully confirmed or signed. Yeah, it all all seemed quite quite rosy. The only, what was it, the only worrying things was Bowen on, <clears throat> excuse me, Bowen on compassionate leave, um, which is seemingly, you know, as we'll go on to kind of scuppered a, lo- a lot of things, but kind of I was... I was out in Crete enjoying a nice holiday, waiting to to, to come back and seeing Wilder Wilder all announced. And um it all started to fall apart, I think, on on the Sunday when we started getting news of uh it was Nabi Sar leaving and the silence from the club on that part, I think. Yeah, so late in the weekend, Nabi Sar decided, seemingly, that he was going to move Paul. Um, and that he was going to leave Reading and, and go and sign for a club in Qatar and play in the Qatari league next season. Um, there was a lot of uh, upset people, I would say, that this was confirmed by his new club and the Qatar league, but not seemingly confirmed by Reading on Sunday night. Yeah, there was a lot of rage on uh, Twitter about the fact that Reading hadn't put out a statement, or oh, but that will become clear much later in this podcast, the reasons behind that, and they're pretty dark. But yeah, Nabi Sar appeared to have left Reading without talking to Reading and confirming that he was going to leave. We don't know that because we haven't spoken to Nabi Sar. None of us actually know what's happened, the relationship that was there between the club and him. But 
it just kind of didn't feel right at all. That's very unlike a club. It's normally very coordinated between the two, isn't it? Between the players and the two clubs involved. And it all comes out within a minute of each other. And you're thinking, what's going on here? This isn't quite how professional clubs work. But we won't know what was to, to be coming on later, were we, really? Won't know what's coming on later. But I think from certainly from what, what I understand around it, we've got a lot of players on or that we got last year with release clauses. Um, and I think Nabi Saar was, was somebody who I believe, as crazy as this sounds, I believe it was a one-year deal that he signed with an option of three. So essentially, we might not even be getting any money for Nabi Saar, just to kind of compile a bit of um, a bit more misery on kind of that, that whole situation. But but yeah, it, it's, it might have been a tiny, tiny fee. You know, we, we, we've got rumours of, you know, Tom Ince being on a 50 grand release clause. Yeah, the Nabisar one, I think, was, from my understanding, was a one-year deal with an extension on the end of it. I would say if you uh, if you drink alcohol, I would start right now because this is not going to get better. <laughs> this podcasting news is going to get considerably worse. So you might want to tuck in nice and early to like ease your nerves. So Nabisar seemingly confirmed himself that he was leaving on Sunday night. No confirmation from Reading as of that point. Um, Monday came around and there was more bad news from a Reading perspective, Paul. Jared Dublin, who joined the club early this year, I want to say it was January, maybe February time, um, who is the head of scouting at Reading at the minute. And the news started leaking from, or well, being reported from Stoke that they had targeted him to come in and do the same role, but for Stoke City um, with Alex Neal. And the, the deal was very close. And apparently the only thing that they are waiting on and currently still waiting on is for Jared Dublin's work permit to come through, which I, let's be honest, given that he's currently working at Reading, probably isn't going to be an issue for him. No, I can't see that being an issue at all. This, yet again, was setting off alarm bells. So, something's not quite right. You combine that with the Nabi Sar situation. But Jared Dublin... Um, we all met him at the Blue Crown event. He came across incredibly well. People would be cynical about this and they say, well, it was all lies at the Blue Collar event. It was terrible. As in like Star organised it, sorry, and it was at Blue Collar. I don't think that was the case. I think they were giving what they thought was kind of the truth at the time. Clubs will always know far more than they reveal to the public. And that's exactly how it should be. You should never have them telling every single scenario out there because it's just too much. But I was very impressed with him. I think Stoke have a really good addition. And I'm, it's a real shame that he's leaving. But why would you stay when you can't sign any players? There's no point in being here, is there, Alex? So, I yeah, there is that to an extent, I think. Um, and I think this piece of news in isolation is not necessarily... It's not awful. We've been relegated. And ultimately, if if people and clubs in higher divisions are going to try and poach our staff and poach our players, that's what happens when you get relegated. So it's not terrible. Of course, the other scenario is Jared Dublin moved to Reading in what, you know, June, January, February time. Maybe he just hasn't settled in Reading and he decided that he wants to go back and live up north. I, I don't know why he would want to have that issue. Personally, you know, living in Let's but... repeat that line again. <laughs> Why would you not be feeling the absolutely 
beauty of Berkshire. I mean, explain to me, why would you not be feeling that? No, you can't. There you are. No, it is sad. And you're absolutely right, Alex. If you just look at it in isolation, it's not. We, yeah, we, we don't know the reason he's leaving. Ultimately, no, it, it might not be, be related to the situation. We don't know. Yeah, it, it could just be a case of the fact that he's been, you know, as I said, poached by Stoke. It could be a case that he's not settled. It could be down to the fact that it's to do with the whole situation going on financially at the club at the moment. It's it's difficult to say. So in isolation, it's not the worst piece of news. But once you wrap it up and all the other pieces of news, you suddenly think it looks a bit crap, really. I think I think it's just a natural progression kind of for him because he was head of scouting here. He's going to be head of recruitment at Stoke. It's it's a promotion, right? You know, at the end of the day, like 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 say, in isolation, it's not bad um, because we're we've got to know where we are now. We're a League One club. This will happen. Players will come and go. Staff will come and go. You know, we're kind of the 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 training grounds for kind of those those types of people, right? Um, but but yeah, it's just. It's just the silence, the deafening silence around it. You know, we've still not had a communication around it. I guess, you know, we're probably not going to have a communication around it until when it happens anyway. But just you combine that in with everything else that's going on, like say, and it's just, yeah. That kind of that kind of lack of communication was a real bee in the bonnet of a lot of people uh, this week, especially after the fact that obviously this Jared Dublin news was happening on Monday and Nabi Sarr had confirmed his move what, 12 hours prior to this, uh, move into the Qatar League. And people were getting very frustrated that the club had not confirmed anything um, about Nabi Saar by this point, Paul. So Tuesday, they they finally did confirm the fact that Nabi Saar was leaving. And to give the club, I think, a little bit of a benefit of the doubt here, it sounds as if Nabi Saar has decided to leave the club. It doesn't sound like the club have necessarily sold him. Um, the wording comes across as the, I think the wording they used exactly was that it's expected that he will trigger his relegation clause, which very much makes it sound as if he's decided that he's going to leave and has gone and signed a contract before really informing the club. Yeah, it seems to me that they're trying to tell everyone we're not quite sure what's happening here as well and he, maybe he's done the dirty. Is that trying to deflect the blame onto him? Who knows? Who knows the truth from the club? Because at the moment, what do you believe? I mean, <laughs> it's really hard to know, isn't it, what to believe? But it, that's what they put out there and maybe that's the scenario that happened. We just don't know, do we? And then Tuesday evening, Matt, um, news started to filter out, I think, on Twitter that multiple people and multiple sources were starting to report that Pang was blocking communications with fans um, and essentially keeping everything in-house. Communication lockdown, yeah. Um, yeah, you you kind of... This is where everything starts mounting up right in the week. You know, you've got you've got players leaving, you've got staff leaving, potentially for kind of good reasons. You know, if players have relegation clauses, if they you know, only had X amount of years on their contract and, you know, if they stay up, it would trigger, you know, extra years, whatever it whatever it is. Um, but then to, to kind of hear that there's communication lockdowns from an owner who is already un someone who just never communicates you know it's 
when you're in a crisis point like like we were seemingly at coming to the middle of last week you know you've had all this silence you've got mark bowen who's either still on or just coming back from compassionate leave you need to start getting communication because at the moment you know the the over the summer reading has been like a captainless rudderless ship right you know it's like there it's i think i heard an, heard an analogy of you know reading fc it's like you know we, 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 we've we, we've gone we've gone into you know really stormy seas you know everyone's now gone up to see where the captain is and it's just nowhere to be seen you know on reading fc it's like and you you need some guidance you need to start having some guidance um but that was wednesday and you know we're, we're only halfway through the week and then from there it just unravels even further with um with uh with the news that followed yeah wednesday i think was a quiet day to be honest paul which was quite nice really i think being a, i think really pun, in, pun intended or <laughs> beautiful day that's one of the best days ever beautiful yeah. absolutely stunning yeah yeah there was no no reading news on wednesday and then thursday um thursday there was a lot a lot that happened on thursday in the end um so thursday morning no real bad news for from a reading point of view um we get to kind of like early afternoon and, and finally there's some communication from the club paul and i think it's one of these statements that when you read it you think it doesn't really say a lot let's be honest it doesn't it doesn't update anybody on anything it, it, there is most... there is one well, no there, there is one big piece of news in there and one very worrying piece of news in that statement and that and that was well, the part around um that 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 pang supposedly said or if it was written for him and he did, doesn't read it and signs it off whatever but he says that mr die himself played a part and continues to play a part in active uh, play an active part in the search and appointment of the next manager process we believe is now rightfully reaching its conclusion that was the alarm bells you know that mr die is yet again interfering with transfers managerial appointments you know wh whether or not who wrote that if it's come from you know a person in the club who's written it who then asked it to be signed off chat gbt well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you know or if that was pang's words himself either way it's a pretty damning kind of piece of news that i think because i, should I don't not think, be... i don't think it's that surprising it's not it would well, no no, no it's not surprising actually, I don't but, even but... Think it's that, i don't even think it's that unfair that he does ultimately if i was in charge of a football club i would want the last sign off on who was the manager going to be no that's yeah, but... that's not the issue it's the last mm. sign off is fine it's being yeah. involved in all the bits before yeah that's the issue which, 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 that, which that implies that implies yeah. that die is actively now actually you know and whenever this has happened before there's one person that's gone through and that's mr super agent or shitty agent kia you know that 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 that's that's where that rabbit hole has led to before um and right. it, and it, and, it, and it's like if, if if you're a if you're a you know if you're in a taxi business but you don't have a license to drive a car you're not going to go out and do drive a taxi are you for, you're for, banging for these people. out today well, no, but like, like 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 i mean it's just illogical if you're not a football person which die most certainly is not i don't i don't care if he thinks that he he's the best thing since sliced bread or something but you know you just don't that that piece of news in that statement i think was like i i, I kind of feel it's been a little overlooked but that is the most damning part i wouldn't say it was overlooked sure. but i don't think that's the worst bit of news in there 
I think I th- the worst bit of news in there was the bit that the club actually admitted or whoever wrote that. And it was not Dai Young Pang. There's absolutely no way. <laughs> I mean, it probably was Mark Bradley or Chat GPT. Um, it wasn't Chat GPT. Who knows? But the worst thing was saying that the club are admitting financial issues. That is a big, big warning. Clubs don't True. come out with those kind of statements if they don't need to. Especially, or they're simply pitiful long and long and short term goals. Yeah, which I mean, just I, after having had six points deducted last season for financial issues and having six points deducted the season before for financial issues. Yeah, it it doesn't it does not provide you with a lot of hope when they say, "Oh yeah, we've still got continued financial challenges," and you think, <laughs> "I don't like." Isn't the whole thing that we've spent the last two years trying to slowly make these, you know, changes so that we we aren't going to be impacted as much? And I get it; the club is still going to be losing money next year. Yes, um, it, like that's just the realistic state that it's in because it doesn't bring in enough income, and it's going to bring in even less next year. But even still, it doesn't fill you with hope when you hear that they're going to be facing significant challenges again going forwards. Was this statement probably the biggest car crash of a statement that you've probably read? Because there are like there, there are so many parts of that statement that you could pick out and I think, just write question marks on. Again, I think the car crash element of it to me is the timing of it more than anything. If you get this statement straight after the end of the season, six weeks ago, um, or, or whatever it was, five weeks ago, I, I don't think it's a terrible statement in terms of what it's saying. Um, the fact that we're now six weeks later into the pre-season and ultimately from a fan's perspective from our perspective there's been no progress they've still got no manager no players have signed we've lost one player so far one senior player we've got a squad of like 13 players or something or 12 players ready for next season at the minute not even that yeah the this statement would have been okay if this had been the statement six weeks ago i think but the, the timing of it just comes across as if like we're panicking and we're trying to respond to the fact that every other fan out there is is currently panicking as well that is exactly what reading fc have done for the last five years is they're reactive rather than proactive as soon as it comes out the day young pang is blocking all communication less than 24 hours later we get a statement from reportedly day young pang i mean it, it's just, it's classic. It's classic for what we've done, isn't it? It's, it's just, it's depressing. <laughs> really, it's really it's, if, if, you can see right through it as well. That's that's the yeah, thing. That's Ooh, the thing. No one looks at it. it and goes, it takes you. It's genuine. I mean, some people do, and fair enough. Fair enough. If people want to do that, if that's their way of dealing with it and coping with it, you're taking the right path. It really is. But honestly, I would not believe anything in it because it's not sincere and all their actions previously indicate that it's bollocks that's what it indicates sadly thursday wasn't over that was only like 2 p.m um about an hour and a half after that statement came out matt it the news began to leak that uh the chris wilder deal was done over finished and that he was not going to be taking over at Reading. Both sides had decided to move on from the negotiations. And well, this this kind of was a bit of a... I think if you're 
a less fervent supporter of the club. You probably were aware that Chris Wilder was the rumour and was the major kind of like manager to take over. And you've heard of Chris Wilder, right? If you're a casual fan, you've heard of him, you know who he is. And, and you think that's a good signing for a League One team. It collapses and the process is to start again. And you just think, eh, and you just switch off. And this is how the club is going to like lose people, people's attention and people's engagement with them. Well, it's not it's not just that it's collapsed. It seems like again that you know that Pang and Dai Young or whoever it was, whichever one of them, didn't want it to seemingly happen and has kind of put the blockers on that. Obviously, whilst Bowen was uncompassionately, that's certainly rumouredly, rumouredly, yeah. yeah. But that that's that's coming out of multiple sources. You know that that's coming from multiple people. That 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 you know which you know quite quite frankly though like. The way the way that statement was written by by Pang, it certainly sounds like that's the that, or well, written by Pang, signed off by saying it's it's it like I it sounds like it to me to be honest that, that that is what what's happened and you can only go on kind of what people are what people are saying have said you know there's certainly enough kind of clout behind it to kind of assume that 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 you know kind of kind of was you know I know we can't speculate you know too much around stuff like that but. It's it's just if it is the case, it's unforgivable, you know. And kind of everything that's kind of going on in the background and kind of then you know went on to materialize after, it kind of again leans towards that. You know, you've got a, a, a head of football operations, Mark Bowen, who's trying to do the right things for the club and finding blockers. Seemingly. I guess the thing the the thing for me here, Paul, is that if this deal has collapsed, as Lancy says, because of the fact that when he's been away from work, there's been movement towards other managers um, and that's why the deal has collapsed. It, it, it basically highlights the fact that there is no cohesion and no plan between the top level of the club and the staff of the club. And I think the more, you, the more news that you've seen coming out this week, the staff at the club, and I obviously I'm not speaking for everybody at the staff of the club, but it feels like there is definitely an element who knows how much or what percentage of it it is, but there's got to be an element of the staff of the club now who are at the point of like, don't want Dai Yong and Pang here anymore because otherwise, why would all this news be leaking so much? Yeah. Well, first of all, on the Bowens situation, um, it's really tricky, isn't it? Because we don't really know what's happened behind closed doors, but it, it does look like there's been interference. And as Matt says, the statement kind of infers that, doesn't it? I mean, it makes it pretty clear that he's very involved. On the staffing situation, yeah, I think there's clearly, I wouldn't call it a mutiny. People aren't jumping ship. Like there's no, not only just one person left there to uh, run the whole of the club, but um, there's hardly anyone there left anymore. So, but you're right, Alex, the fact that all this news is coming out Emails are being sent to journalists. I, I totally, totally understand why they're doing it. And uh, they've had enough. They've had enough. If, you know, we'll come on to the issues that the staff have had a little bit later. But if I was them, what would you, I mean, what would you do, Alex, if you're in their situation? You'd be, you're being treated like shit, aren't you? Do the same thing, wouldn't you? Like you're going to yeah. leak as much as you can because you want people to start putting pressure on them. I, I think that's, it's perfectly reasonable and understandable, really. Um, can't 
can't really blame anybody for uh, for feeling like they've just had enough of it. Ultimately, we like, and we'll come on to it, I guess, now we look at Friday. Um, well, actually, sorry, before we look at Friday, I guess, well, this is a Thursday evening, Friday morning thing. Um, late on Thursday, after the statement, after Chris Wilder deal collapses, people began to notice that the EFL's website had been updated. Um, and there's a page on the EFL website, you, like you may never have been on it before, there's a page on there where it lists uh, clubs are currently in embargo and what they've been listed for an embargo for. Um, if you looked at it on Thursday morning, Wigan were on it and Reading were on it for breach of profit and sustainability rules, which we've been on there for God knows how many years at this point. It's a um, of time, I think, to be honest. It feels like that, doesn't it? <laughs> and then if you looked at it on Thursday afternoon, all of a sudden there was a new line under Reading's name and Wigan had disappeared and it now said non-payment of loan wages. Um, and a statement came out on Friday morning, Matt, and it actually really, I think it's two part of this statement because the first part is around the club failing to meet their obligations to pay player wages, not once or twice, three times this season. So October, November and April um, mm-hmm. and not paying player wages in full on time. Yeah. Seems like, yeah. it, I mean, this is the basics of running any business, <laughs> like paying it's... people on time. I just, that's, really poor it's shocking and it's not just obviously this season that it's happened it's or last season that it's happened it's happened you know i think it started happening back in 2018 19 you know where 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 a couple of wages were missed i think there was one one at one time then there was one i think time over covid i mean you're an employer of hundreds of people your basic obligation is to pay pay the people that, that 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 are running your business for you the fact that you cannot do that i mean once once is bad enough i mean you know there's been all the kind of talk about oh it's been down to banking holidays and regulations between international banking from, for what's worth it's, it i think just to dispel a myth international banking doesn't shut it doesn't close down no. across a weekend if no. you want to transfer money I can get on my phone and transfer money to somebody across the world in about four seconds if I wanted to. It's not that difficult. There isn't a little man or a woman sat there going, you know, at five o'clock, ha ha, no, the internet is now shut. Well, the, <laughs> yeah, the well, fact, well, the well, fact well, is, is that Dai Yong's team don't transfer money to the club on time. That's right. what it is. There's, no, that, there's somebody in China who doesn't transfer money on time, and that comes from the top. That's the most unforgivable thing as well. to this as well. Your, your, your brain is just going, oh, this is a path that we know so, so well, isn't it? Well, 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 well they, they they had three infringements and obviously got a three-point deduction for it last season. So, I mean, that that's, again, one of the things that you take from this statement. It's kind of, I guess, quite likely that we might end up starting on minus three points next year, you know, which is a third season of points deductions. I think we've been under embargo soft and hard since, again, 1819. Um or uh, no, 1920, sorry, um, the season when, you know, we went absolutely bonkers when they decided to lift it. And you think that, that, that that's five, six seasons now of embargoes, three seasons of points deductions. It's just utterly unforgivable. And the fact that an owner of a business, you know, can't make simple transfers to make sure that his staff are paid on time, you know, 
the most basic kind of right that you kind of have as a worker it's just sickening it's utterly sickening so obviously the charge pool in here is for reading not paying players on time um we all know as reading fans that it's it's not just the players who haven't been paid on time though this season obviously it's also affected you know all of the staff who've been paid like a certain percentage of their wages or they just haven't been paid and then they get paid late so the EFL charging, you know, Reading for not playing players is is bad, but the fact that they're also not paying staff, as Matt said, is is pretty appalling, really. Um, and we all know it's happening because it comes out every well, it's come out three times in the last what six months that it's happened. And a lot of us will be friends or know someone who works at Reading as well, <laughs> in some kind of way. And as much as it's not good you know, the players being played. I mean, that's terrible. If you're doing a service, you should be paid for it. But it's far worse for people on a, as they like to say, a normal wage, you know, something between like twenty and 50,000 a year. It's absolutely unacceptable. I mean, the club will say that at some point coming up. Fucking stop doing it. Just pay people. It's very simple. If you're employing people, you should pay them. Okay, that, that there's no like if much baby, maybe I can't even speak now. But you've got to do it. You've got to get the money to these people because if you're on thirty thousand a year, you're far far more likely to be affected by a lack of money for one month because you're far closer to like that breadline, aren't you? And it costs a living and everything. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the percentage is, but it's an incredible amount of people who live month to month. Um, yeah, yeah. You're a player. It's terrible. You're, player, if you're yes, doing your job. Team. You're doing your bit. You should be paid. No, it's just I, those are the people I feel sorry for most. Players, great. Okay, I know they have expenses and and everything, but come on, it, those are the ones that are not going to be affected the most. Ultimately, you're going to be less affected, right? That's just how it is. Um, yeah. The I guess the second part of that statement though was the actual outlining from the EFL around yeah, die young and kind of it's not clear what the charges to him are but that he's been charged um with causing the club to be in breach of efl regulations despite his commitment to fund cash requirements of the club which i guess that that imposes the wage situation you know not having that not not getting the cash to the club bank to pay to pay staff but what those first off what those punishments will be to die we don't know we don't know if that'll be a I guess a financial kind of fine or, you know, restrictions placed on the club, even though it's, you know, Dai's fault. Thank you very much, EFL, for approving him all those years ago, you know, but kind of it's yeah, you know, it's what's gonna happen on that on that front, I don't know. But it was kind of just for a very short statement, you know, from the EFL, it was only what what three paragraphs, I think. I I I just I just long for the days of not seeing an EFL it's... statement with communication regarding reading in you know i will say this statement this statement i think finally snapped people didn't it paul yeah yeah totally but i would say i do want to see an efl statement at some point saying that we've got a new owner and it's been approved that is the one statement i do want to see but we'll wait and see who that new owner is because obviously they could be just as bad or even worse but yeah this was the one that pushed people over the edge wasn't it completely and um, it's understandable because it isn't like, oh, we've suddenly realised that Da Young is a terrible owner. At some point, you have to think, 
it's just too much and you have to have enough support to do things because otherwise it just splits everything even more so yeah this was a tipping point and i mean you saw it yesterday lansley amongst reading fans on on twitter and, and on facebook there was a lot of die young out all over the place really die out sell the club etc the messaging was pretty clear and it was fairly consistent i would, i don't know what like you know there's there's a couple of obviously contrarian opinions still mm-hmm. potentially but it's it's a fairly consistent opinion it seems amongst reading fans at this point that they're kind of over it they're just done with him and they don't don't want him at the club anymore well i think people people i think had in the back of their minds for quite some time well, what happens if die leaves? What happens to the debt? Well, the debt's to die at the end of the day. So a lot of that's going to be settled in a in a club in a club sale. How much how much debt die wants to write off? We did a obviously a whole podcast on it. So there's no point dipping back into into that side of things. But there's a few people that are still on that wagon. But it's kind of like, well, you know, if if, if that's still your point of view, you know, like kind of what what's what what's going to change that? You know, are, are you saying that because of because you're f- scared of die going, are you going to want him there for the rest of your life, or the rest of Reading's existence, which might not be too long, with him in charge of Reading? You know, KS, KSV Rosalaire, Beijing Rene. They're saying that the, we go to shit if he's if he leaves, which is true. We could possibly get into admin, but we could go into admin with him here. I think we've got a higher possibility <laughs> of doing it <laughs> right, and I think. To be honest, so, I think the um, you know. the the term that I can't remember who who used this term first, but it, it's been around for a little couple of a couple of years now. Financial blackmail. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of the kind of like mm. um, opinions that people don't want die to sell or, or they want him to stay, a lot of it just comes down to the fact that people feel like they're financially blackmailed, even if they don't realise it necessarily. Um, but they they don't want him to go because things might get worse. At this point, I don't I, I don't buy that that's necessarily like a good excuse anymore for him to stay. If 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 you're at a point where you're 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 too afraid because of because of how much that person has actually put your club indebted and got you to a point of financial blackmail, that should tell you a lot of kind of actually the owner that you're not wanting to leave, or kind of the owner that's in charge. And he's not opinion. paying people. Let's just not forget it. You know, uh, I don't know. It is it is hard to know, but you cannot convince everyone ever everything because everyone can have their own opinions on it, and that's fine. But I think now the vast majority of people, without speaking to every single Redden fan, because that's ridiculous, no one can claim that. I think it's pretty clear. The opinion is that it's time for him to go. Um, will that happen? Who knows? Have to wait and see. Uh, all we can do is try and make our feelings known, Alex. And this is yeah, and obviously this is still Friday morning, so still got Friday was there. where it got juicy. I think this, this, this was where Friday here. Um, <laughs> let's let's like power through Friday quickly. Um, Rumours that Bowen was going to resign, like popped up on social media. They were very quickly quashed by people messaging him on LinkedIn. And you, by the way, you know that things are serious when people start messaging employees of the club on like LinkedIn. And, well, and the and fact that they to, were replying. Contact them over email or something weird. Like that's when things are serious, right? Things are going rogue, aren't they? <laughs> that, that's when you know it's really, really bad because they would never do that, like you say, Alex, because 
it's just unprofessional, isn't it? But he just wants people don't, to it's people don't want moves, people like. don't want to wait anymore. People have they've lost patience. They don't want to wait for the news to happen. So they're they're going out and trying to find it themselves at this point. And I think actually from both sides, people want to like give their own opinion, don't they? From inside the club and fans. It's not just us who want to get the news confirmed or denied. It's everyone, isn't it? I mean, there's some people that won't. I mean, but yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, Bowen quashes those rumours quite quickly by messaging multiple fans back saying that he's, you know, he's not leaving. Um, and that The tone was quite telling. And hopefully things get better. Yeah, I won't touch too much unless you read it. The tone is going to be quite difficult to, to take, but he basically says given the chance he thinks that the club will be able to kind of come back stronger um but given the chance is a bit it's it's a bit uh telling but i guess you kind of take from that what you how you want to read it um ruben Seles, the manager at southampton or previous manager at southampton matt was rumored on friday afternoon that went down Kind of like 50 50 i would say it wasn't great but it wasn't as bad as 50 50 that, that 50 high. wow alex you have been very kind there <laughs> it wasn't you, as bad you one of the 50 was, it wasn't as bad as some of the names who have been linked that's way higher than reaction. his win percentage isn't it 11 percent. so i think he'd probably take that wouldn't he <laughs> and then friday late friday there was uh kind of a, a joint statement from various fan groups including ourselves uh around action going to be taken going forward about the removal of, of die young ball yeah yeah that's something that we were working at the moment with all the kind of like uh what do you want to call it major fan groups wow that last sounds very yeah just fan groups uh hopefully we'll have some more um stuff to put out there next uh week some more details of plans and what we're trying to do and how you can help us but yeah, that will all come out. And um, it's really good to have everyone involved in it, actually. It makes a huge difference, I think, having all the fan groups involved because, you know, it's the fans that can make a difference here in whatever way we want to target the situation because it's going to be a long old one, this one. This is not going to be over with one protest. It's going to be far more complicated than that. And if anybody, if anybody listening has ideas, thoughts, etc., like feel free to tweet us any of us or our main account or start just put the ideas out there somebody will read them and people will respond to them um you know not every idea can be used obviously um but ultimately it's everybody's club like it's not Dai Young's club it's your club it's our club it's it's you know people people out there who are listening are going to be Reading fans. You're all Reading fans listening. Like if you've got ideas on how to help the club and make the club survive and thrive going forwards, like throw your idea out there at this point, because I think everybody wants the situation to get better. So you can't, uh, you don't want to stay silent at that point. I think that's where we f- should finish Alex. I think you've summed it up there beautifully there. So if you have enjoyed it, Follow us on Spotify, Apple. Give us a five-star review. Thanks a lot for listening. It's been shit, hasn't it? And I don't think it's going to get much better much soon. But thanks for listening.